Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Wednesday, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Red Sox day game today. Sox taking on the Baltimore Orioles. I'm talking to Tom Karen of Nesson before that game. So as we speak right now, it's a 1-1 series. Sox looking for the victory. TC, how are you? I'm doing well. How you doing? Excellent. I want to ask you one Celtics question. I don't want to put you on the spot because I don't know if you watched the game last night, given you know the Red Sox game. But you have been around a lot of athletes and a lot of post-game press conferences. And after the game, Jalen Brown, who played well, had 35 points, 15 of 23 from the floor. He says, unprompted, we could point the finger, but we shouldn't do that. And then he says at the end of the game... Um, I could have done this on defense, but maybe we shouldn't have been in that spot. Sounds like a guy who's pointing the finger at somebody else. I, that Those struck me as pretty important comments. Yeah, it's the same stuff. I mean, it goes back to the bubble in 2020. This team has, has behind the closed doors, and, and we're not there, but we hear the stories. We heard the shouting in 2020 from through the wall, right? I, 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 there's just something there that this team doesn't mesh as well as it should. And I, you know, I, Vegas hasn't favored to win the, or they did before last night, hasn't favored to win the NBA championship. I, I just don't know if they can get out of their own way, whether it's a, a Tatum Brown thing, whether that defense, I, I read that comment about we shouldn't have been in that position. Is that on the coach? You know, it's not great for Missoula that uh, on the day that uh, Ime Udoka gets a new job, uh, they give up a 13-point lead in the last uh, quarter. Not a good day. I really like him. I just don't know if he's got the experience to coach a team through seven-game series after seven-game series. And last night was was somewhat uh, part that, but also part that Tatum still has to prove he can be a clutch player. And last night did not help his argument. Let's move to the Red Sox. Speaking of post-game comments, I want to talk about Chris Sale the other day. And I'm at a, I'm at a point with Sale where I want him to be less accountable. And you know what I mean? Like I, I appreciate yeah. that he cares. He's proven to me he yeah. cares. He's proven to me that this matters to him. He's proven to me he doesn't want to be a bust. He wants to justify the contract. Now he needs to not let it be all-consuming because I think that his performances now are eating him up from the inside. And like that game against the Twins is more of a relief than a step forward. I wish that he would not be that way, TC. Yeah, stop punching coolers, start punching out batters yes. uh, is what we'd like to see. Uh, it's and here's what I took the other day when I took away. I mean, that, the cooler thing was one thing, right? And and I think honestly, I think we're all tired of that. It's just uh, enough. We get it. You care. Uh, we get it. You're a fiery competitor, but we also understand that you're not the guy you were, and you're having trouble finding it. His post game comments were more concerning to me because I didn't hear the fire. I didn't hear the anger. I almost heard a touch of resignation, which is the first time I've heard that from from Chris Sale. A, a little bit of defeatism, right? Like I just don't know. I, you know, in the past, like I suck and I got to prove I'm worth it and I got to be back. The other day, there was a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. I thought the 11 strikeout game was a step forward, and it's not a. Now again, Cora talking about tipping. And and again, tipping is an interesting discussion. You don't want to use it as an excuse. And it doesn't mean you're holding up a sign that says I'm about to throw a slider. Okay, what it means is one team seems to have something on you. And that team doesn't share it with other teams because the more teams get it and the more word gets out, the quicker the Red Sox figure it out and they change it. 
So if the Orioles have something for it, go back to the final game of spring training, hammered them. Second game of the season at Fenway, hammered them. Other night, hammered them. The, the Orioles clearly are either seeing him or comfortable against them or able to predict where he's going better than any other team. I'm really curious to see what he does in his next start. Is it a Baltimore thing or is it a regression? We'll see. You know, it's so interesting. You know, I, I look at young players around baseball that are now having success. And on my Mariners, Jared Kelnick is one. On the Red Sox, Jaron Duran is another. These guys talk about, you know, their failures of the last couple of years being in their own heads and being weighed down by expectations and being so frustrated. Now they talk about letting go of the failures and moving on to the next pitch and on to the next play. And that's been so good for Duran. I wish Sale could do the same thing, but he doesn't appear like he can. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he can. I mean, I, he is a guy that I've, you know, I, I've learned. You go see him the next day, he seems fine. Uh, but, but, and it's a veteran move, by the way, to take the glove off and beat the crap out of that cooler with your glove hand, not your pitching yes. hand. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I just, I don't know where he's at. I, I don't, you know, you look at Corey Kluber last night. He'd been getting hammered. And, and if you looked up and down, I don't know the numbers in front of me from last night, but coming into the game, they were like, Five Orioles hitters who had 300 or better career averages with tons of slug and, and home runs. I mean, I would have bet the house. I'm not a betting guy. Betting's legal in Massachusetts, in case you haven't heard. Uh, heard. I, but I, yeah, well, if you watch TV, you've heard every other commercial. <laughs> uh, but but I, I would have bet the house that they were going to hammer him last night. Cora said Dave Bush worked with him, made some adjustments. He was, again, not vintage Corey Kluber because vintage Corey Kluber threw 97 and won Cy Young's, but he was the Corey Kluber of last year and the year before, two years ago, he threw the no-hitter with, with the Yankees. Edge of the plate, throwing strikes, but not out over the middle of the plate. So that's an adjustment. The Red Sox are pretty good at that. Most teams are. So I really, again, I, I thought the 11-strikeout game might be the beginning of something great, I, but I wasn't ready to you know say he's back after one start. I'm not ready to say he's done after getting hammered by the Orioles because they seem to have his number. Let's see what's next. You know, it's interesting to figure out where exactly the Red Sox are. I, I, I guess, obviously, they're trying to win. It's early in the season. They're right around yes. 500. Yes. I can confirm they <laughs> yeah. are trying to win. I have but, you know, a, a week ago, I would have said, okay, if they're trying to win, how much longer can Kluber really stay in the rotation because he's got an ERA of six? And, you know, do they want 150 mediocre innings or are they trying to win? Part of me wants to see Brian Bayo be up here all year and go through the rigors of an entire major league season. The other part of me is like, well, okay, if they're trying to win, it's good that they, you know, can send it back down to AAA and they're sending the right message. I don't know exactly what to make of some of these. And I don't know what to make of Paxton and where he fits in because if they're trying to win, he doesn't belong here right now. Well, he doesn't yet. Uh, last night was a, was not a good night for him. That's two in a row now that he hasn't pitched well. They might have messed him up a little with that experiment of coming out of the bullpen last night back on the start, but We'll see. Uh, he'll pitch again Sunday for, for Pawtucket. I, it, listen, the Bayo thing, I, I wouldn't overreact to that. I, I Talking to people with the organization, I, that's a short-term thing. They needed another arm in the bullpen because they were worried that Sale and or Kluber would go short. As it turned out, Sale went five, Kluber went six. Not long, but not short. Uh, but that was a <clears> – <throat> you know, they get the day off tomorrow. Uh, then they go ten in a row. He's going to pitch Saturday, weather permitting, for the Woo Sox. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back here for his next start after that. I, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. He wasn't sent down because of anything he was doing wrong. Four and two-thirds the other day wasn't bad. They just knew with the day off, they were either going to have to push him back a couple of days or, or he was going to miss a start. So one way or the other, they don't want to mess up with him and go out of the pen. They needed another guy in the pen, so it's a short-term thing. 
with the injury to Yu Chang, Kike goes back to shortstop. I would imagine full time or very close to it. Arroyo goes back to second. He's got you got Valdez there. All that works, I guess, because Jaron Duran right now is locking down center field, and that's really the key to this whole thing. No doubt, and it's kind of been you know underreported. People are talking about Kike back at short, and, and he's got to prove he can do it. Right, six errors still the most of any shortstop in baseball, and he hasn't been playing much shortstop. Uh, but the question is with him at center field because we know Kike Hernandez is an exceptional center fielder. So who's the center fielder in this case? Jaron Duran has gotten the opportunity; he's made the most of it. Uh, the grand slam last night was obviously an exclamation point. Uh, three hits last night was maybe more important. The catch on Monday night might have been the most important. He's getting good reads off the bat. He's making good jumps. He's got the speed to track things down. This is the Jacoby Ellsbury-type center fielder they thought they had when he was coming up through the minors. Maybe this is his time. Uh, Maybe he's finally going to show it here because with Duvall and Chang both out, their best bet right now is Duran in center field just about every day. Kike Hernandez at short. Now, Royo came out of the game last night. It's precautionary with the hamstring. That's the problem with Royo, right? He, yeah. he gets injured. Uh, and, and, and Manuel Valdez is exactly what we thought. He's played two games. He's got three hits. He's got two errors. And at one point, it would have been three, but they took one away and, and scored in a hit after the fact. Uh, last night's error in the ninth inning was brutal. I mean, there's a throw from the pitcher that hit his glove and he just closed the glove before he had the ball because he was thinking about the throw. And and that is the issue with Valdez. He is a terrific hitter, a major league ready hitter. But there isn't they haven't found a position for him to play yet defensively. Bruins tonight, game mm-hmm. uh yeah, game five now. Five. All the question about Bergeron if he's gonna play. I think he's going to play today. That's just my gut here as we tape this in advance of the game. But your thoughts on the Bruins tonight. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. The, the one thing I was thinking about this morning is that if if they needed any sort of reminder of, of how things can suddenly go a little sideways, the Celtics just gave them one yeah, last night yeah, in the same building, right? It's uh, it's you don't want to, you know, I, you ask any championship team at the end of it all, they look back and and the games you don't have to play, those are money in the bank. You know, if you want to win this whole thing. Winning five and, and four and five and, and six-game series are, are way better than playing seven-game series. The, the extra travel, the extra work, it all adds up. And, and when you think about the Celtics, right, they want to win the whole thing. Well, this, this extra trip to Atlanta hurts in a number of ways. A, it's, it's just mileage. You know, it's more work. It's more mileage that you're going to feel in June if you're still playing. Uh, in their case, Joel Embiid – uh, is questionable, right? He didn't play, mm-hmm. and every extra day of rest you give him makes him stronger and healthier when you finally play the 76ers, assuming you're going to win this thing, and I still assume they are. Uh, you just, you know, you don't, you know, Toronto and and, and Tampa Bay, uh, the Lightning, are, are beating the crap out of each other right now and having you know, 4-1 third-period leads that go away and go to <laughs> overtime. You want to get this done and 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 come to Fenway this weekend and watch the Sox play the uh, Guardians and and relax and get a little sun and vitamin D and get ready for that next round. You don't want to be playing as long as that. So get it done tonight. Get it done tonight. Let that game go ser- uh, seven games and they come limping into the Garden. Uh, it, it's just it's a big game and I think a Bergeron return, uh, you know, will lift the crowd, will lift the team. Uh, I think that goes a long way toward getting it done tonight. 
you know, I don't always get to watch the Nesson pregame show because of being on the air yesterday. I did. I very much enjoyed your Rodenhauser heating up report yesterday during the pregame show. I'm curious, have there ever been any uh, reads like that that have ever uh, been tough to get through? Because on the uh, radio broadcast, I don't know if you've heard it, they have the drainage company that gives a poop about your pipes and uh, here in Jokastig. Here in Joe Kostig or Will Fleming have to say that every other night always gets a good chuckle. Uh, no, we had yeah. There was one. It's funny you say that. So I one a few times I kind of got in trouble at Ness, and there was a there was one a long time ago. It was for double bubble, uh, the bubble gum, and we would show the bucket in the uh, dugout uh, before the game, and it was just you know double bubble gum is available at yeah whatever, and it would but you had to list like seven places that it was available at. <laughs> Right, Shaw's room, and, 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 and I, so I, I would get bored, and I would stumble through it, and so finally, so that I wouldn't get bored anymore, I started slipping in fake re- retailers, like one every game, like I would throw in a, depending who was around or who was like Brady's Bubble Hut, you know, I would just make up things based on, and I didn't think anybody noticed, and everybody would laugh, you know, I'd, I'd throw the director's name in, and, and he or she would laugh, or I'd throw my kid's name in, or somebody's kid, you having a birthday, you know, just kind of made it a thing. Then I got this really nasty letter from sales, like, you know, that's not what the sponsor wants, please read the script. All right? My <laughs> well, so that's probably you, the closest. At least you don't have to say, gives a poop about your pipes, so. Uh, I, I don't know that I would. I, I would have... <laughs> We would have some meetings about that one. I think I've been here long enough to try to get my way out of saying give a poop. Well, there you go. It's always fun. Will Fleming Celtics never... played like poop. How's that? Yeah, it's... yes, that's that. That they did for the last six minutes for sure. Right, DC, goodness. be well. We'll talk in seven days. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Brady.